Stick this in your ear. The number one, the number one internet shock radio network. Shock me, shock me, shock me with that deviant behavior. Renegade, Renegade Talk Radio. Maui residents are revealing horror stories of the chaotic evacuations. And I was wondering what was stopping the traffic. Well, it was a policeman. And I got to the end and I looked up north. There were no obstructions. There was no reason to keep those cars there. Are you serious? I'm serious as a heart attack. And I, I said, what are you doing? He goes, well, I'm under orders to keep them here. While journalists have been barred from asking the real questions. Hey, what's up, Nick? I've been trying to reach you. Reaching out to you on X. Um, we're supposed to be uh, meeting with people here. Who? Do, what victims? Uh, okay, yeah. So this is this is so you're seeing this live right now. People actually track me down. And the only aid placards the locals could rely on, created by the locals themselves, were rapidly shut down. was the first two full days, almost three days, that it was only locals bringing supplies over to the west side of the island where people were stranded. And that whole time, they were also getting, uh, you know, turned around by Coast Guard, turned around by police. Uh, they had closed down. So Lahaina is a very small town. There's only one road in, one road out, and then or by boat. And so they had um, basically covered all their exits. You know, people were not, um, you know, getting in and getting out. They, they were they were busing out evacuees, but I thought it was really strange that they, they only started doing that in the cover of night. Uh, very odd. While the liberal cult members continue to support the Biden money laundering scheme as the compromised president costs the taxpayers over $140 billion. In the wake of what I just talked about, so much going on with Ukraine, and I know that you know our hearts are with Ukraine, also with, of course, people on Maui. But as part of not only um, helping by fundraising, um, come and participate in our event. Where's the president? He decides to come here this week to come here next week. I mean, like, where, where, aren't we Americans too? Like, we're part of the United States. After his vacations, Joe Biden finally rolled into Maui 13 days after the wildfire tore through the sacred Maui village of Lahaina. His caravan trapping residents due to road closures, causing many Maui residents to miss work. Wow, he's finally here. Wow, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Thanks for nothing. The 
known death toll sits at 114, while roughly 1,000 people are still missing. A death toll that could rival the worst fire in U.S. history, the 1871 Peshtigo, Wisconsin fire that killed 1,152. While unanswered questions about the 500-plus missing children that had been sent home from school hung in the air. It's just devastating, let alone to, to be finding out that it's actually, in my opinion, a mass murder of children. And it's even even worse. Like, you know, they had called out school that day. And so all of the kids were home. And there's neighborhoods of children that are gone. And it, I mean, it could be 500 children. I don't know. I wish yes, I you do. How many children are missing? You know. I knew the answer to that. I'd be happy to answer that. You have no estimate as to how many children are missing? I guess Nothing? we can end this right now. You guys want? Sorry. This is one of the biggest stays. questions that the people of Lahaina have, but you don't want to answer. It always takes one or two to ruin it for everybody. Please, this That's is our first time. Well, we can say that about you. You sure. ruined it for everybody. You're welcome to say it. You're the media. You can say whatever you want. You're a disaster. All right. Okay. Biden took his clown show presidency of narcissistic dementia to new heights. Share Nazi. this link at band.video. Joe Biden is that effing disaster. We'll be right back. It's Thursday, August 24th, Year of Our Lord 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get it right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Infowars.com, band.video. The debates, talk of the town, of course, will be our main focus here. At least the first hour. We'll take your calls in the second hour. We'll be joined by Christina Bob in the third hour. Attorney, author, investigative reporter. She's worked with Trump. We'll talk to her about the legal situation in the country today. Let's begin today, as we always do, with your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Thursday, the 24th of August, 2023. Takeaways from the first Republican debate. If you can even call it that, CNN says with Donald Trump skipping the first 2024 Republican presidential primary debate, eight of his primary rivals, most of them men wearing ties similar to the bright red one worn regularly worn by the former president, brawled for second place status Wednesday night. Vivek Ramaswamy, the 38 year old entrepreneur and first time candidate, was alongside Florida Governor Ron DeSantis at the center of the stage, and he was the central figure for much of the night. Ramaswamy clashed with former Vice President Mike Pence over his experience, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley over foreign policy, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie over Trump, and more. And because he has positioned himself as a defender of Trump, Ramaswamy was at times a stand-in for the former president who momentarily ceded the stage Wednesday night, but will take it back Thursday when he turns himself in at the Fulton County Jail in Georgia as he faces election subversion charges. Well, that's... Not a real charge, but okay. For all the fireworks in the two-hour showdown, the debate had the feel of an undercard. Trump was Trump has retained his massive lead in the polls despite his legal woes and actually helped out because of those legal woes. And nothing that happened Wednesday night is likely to turn the race on its head. We'll show you clips from that throughout the show today. 
clearly the clear winner of the uh, debate. I think we can all agree was Chris Christie. I think we can all agree he came out on top. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. It was Asa Hutchinson. Sorry, it was Asa. Asa just far and away, really bombshell showing last night. No, obviously it was Vivek Ramaswamy. He is pretty much the only one anybody is talking about following the debate, and we'll show you clips that may tell you why. But no, much more attention, much more focus was in fact on Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump. Postmillennial has this. Tucker Carlson interview with President Trump rapidly approaches 100 million views on X within just a few hours. So I'm calling this the most watched interview ever already. Whether those are full-fledged views or just people seeing it on their timeline, I'm not really sure how they count views like that. We'll show you clips from this as well. I was laughing the whole time. Donald Trump is a comic genius. Frankly, he sounded like me. When he talks about Joe Biden, he could have very well been hosting American Journal. (laughs) It was pretty good. It was pretty, pretty solid stuff overall. Nothing bombshell. And I think the one major thing missing was Tucker Carlson asking him about the vaccine. It would have been nice to see a little conversation about that. He did ask him if he thought Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. He asked if. Donald Trump thought that the powers that be would kill him. That was a pretty interesting series of questions. He actually asked him two times distinctly saying, you know, they've tried this, they've tried this, tried, they've tried this. Are you worried that they're just going to kill you? And it's weird because it's like Trump has some sort of mental block that he doesn't even hear the question. It's very weird. Tom Carlson's like, are you afraid they're going to kill you? And it's Trump like... There's a lot of problems in this country. There's a lot of problems right now. We need to fix it. It's like, are they going to kill you, though, Trump? Are you worried about the murderers who hate you actually killing you? And he just, it's like he doesn't even hear it. It's, it's kind of weird. I don't know if it's a strategy. I don't know if it's like one of those things. I mean, we kind of do it here a little bit where it's like you don't feed the trolls, right? You don't, you don't give the murderers any idea. <laughs> you know? Trump doesn't want to be like, well, when I'm out playing golf, they could kill me really easily. Maybe you don't want to give the murderers ideas. Maybe there's an aspect of that. Or maybe there's an aspect of just like fear response where he just he just cannot mentally even fathom being murdered by these people, which is weird because he seems to realize how ruthless and despicable they are. I thought the highlight of the interview with Trump, and we'll, we'll show you the video a little bit later, uh, was his comments about Ukraine, where he actually seems to have some, some modicum, some semblance of concern for the people being bombed in their homes. He's just like, there's, I don't care if you're Russian or Ukraine. There are people dying, and we need to stop it. Oh, yeah, that's what it's like to have somebody who seems to actually care about humanity. Wouldn't it be nice if he was in charge? Meanwhile, speaking of Russia and Ukraine, Wagner chief Prigozhin presumed dead after Russia plane crash. Russian mercenary leader Prigozhin was on the passenger list of a jet which crashed in Russia, killing all 10 people on board, Russia's civil aviation authority says. Social media linked to the Wagner mercenary group, uh, linked to his mercenary group, say the private plane was shot down by Russian air defenses. 
Prigozhin died, quote, as a result of actions of traitors to Russia, the Gray Zone Telegram channel posted. Prigozhin led an aborted mutiny against Russia's armed forces in June. However, some experts in Russia and abroad suggest the revolt was staged and Prigozhin abandoned his, quote, justice march on Moscow after direct orders from President Vladimir Putin. Wednesday's crash in the Tever region, northwest of the capital, Moscow, comes in the same day that senior Russian uh, General Sergei Surovikin is reportedly sacked as Air Force chief. And we'll get into this a little bit later as well. Very mysterious plane crash taking out the supposed leader of that little rebellion, that little aborted rebellion that took place. Although to call it a rebor- an aborted rebellion, I mean, he got closer to marching on Rosca- uh, Moscow than just about anybody since to Napoleon. So there's that. Uh, then we have two more stories. Then we have this. Rutger, uh, Rutgers University faces brutal backlash for nonsensical student COVID vaccine mandate. Has has there ever been a quicker Alex Jones was right turnaround time? I mean, he makes the claim Friday. In less than a week, it has come to pass. Usually you got to wait decades for these prophecies to come to fruition, but things are moving quicker these days. New Jersey's Rutgers University is facing intense criticism after it recently announced that it will disenroll students who do not show proof of having received a COVID vaccine, despite the fact that the CDC has admitted that the shots do not stop transmission of the virus. Maybe Rutgers missed the memo. Yeah, maybe they maybe they just don't know. Maybe it was never about the effectiveness of the vaccine in the first place. Maybe that's more likely. Just want to remind you. When a law is unjust, it is your duty to disobey it. There's still COVID cards floating around out there. Just crazy. Uh, finally, we have this story. China bans seafood from Japan after nuclear plant starts releasing wastewater. So they have started to release the Fukushima wastewater into the ocean. This has led China to ban seafood from around Japan. The tsunami-wrecked Fukushima nuclear power plant began releasing its first batch of treated radioactive water into the Pacific Ocean on Thursday, a controversial step that has prompted China to ban seafood from Japan, which I guess to them is fine because, as we've reported, they have entire floating cities off the coast of places like Peru and Argentina where they are harvesting fish and wildlife in the ocean to extinction. So there's that. We don't need we don't need seafood from Japan. We're depopulating ocean life around the world. In response to the wastewater release, Chinese custom authorities banned seafood from Japan. Custom authorities announced Thursday the ban started immediately and will affect all imports of aquatic products, including seafood. According to the notice, authorities say they will dynamically adjust relevant regulatory measures as appropriate to prevent the risk of nuclear contaminated water discharge to the health and food safety of our country. Yet another story that. InfoWars has been on top of since it began, the Fukushima power plant. By the way, was an inside job. We'll be right back. The globalists are only humans. Yeah, they have control of the central banks. They have a lot of power, but they can be defeated. But some of their operations are going to take decades to stop. But one thing you can do right now is take control of your body and your family's body by purifying the water that you drink and that you cook with. And you do it with the highest quality gravity-fed filter out there. This thing does 10,000 gallons a 
you can sit there and put hundreds of gallons through it a day. It purifies very quickly and it cuts out thousands of chemicals to non-detectable levels. This is what I use, which my family uses. It's the very best system out there for the lowest price. For a limited time, 10% off on top of that exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com on the Alexa Pure water filtration system in stock and replacement filters for folks that need those in stock. Get it today and it funds the InfoWar. Don't procrastinate. This is one of the main areas we can take control of our lives and stop the globalists from hitting us with poison that they allow in the water supply. In some cases, they add the water supply like fluoride. In the short time we have, I can't get into all the incredible ingredients and super female vitality. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about the ingredients, look them up for yourself, and then understand this is cold-pressed herbs, so it has a more powerful effect in the body. Get yours today at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Super Mel Vitality is selling out. It's an incredible formula for stamina, energy, libido. Only a few hundred bottles left. But the good news is we have several thousand bottles left of Super Female Vitality. That's the same formula. It boosts men. It boosts women. It works great. But women like pink labels. Men like different color labels. So it works for men as well. It's the same formula. It's an incredible formula. And it funds our operation. And here's another important part of the overall information it's 50 percent off for a limited time so get your super female vitality for men and women at infowarstore.com right now for 50 percent off and it funds the infowar super female vitality 50 percent off for a limited time at infowarstore.com you're listening to the american journal watch it live right now at band.video Welcome back, folks. Last night was the first presidential debate, Republican primary debate. I don't want to say it was eight losers on the stage, but more winners, so they're not in first place. If you ain't first, you're last, as we all know. Let's just go to some of these clips here in case in case you uh, missed it. I mean, you had to make a choice, didn't you? You had to choose whether to watch Donald Trump be interviewed by Tucker Carlson, which I did, or you got to watch a bunch of second placers snipe at each other. Takeaways from the first Republican debate from CNN really highlights Vivek Ramaswamy, and he is the clear winner of this just from sheer chatter, which I think is how you grade things now. It's not about their actual answers. It's about how much attention they get. So let's go first to clip number one. This is uh, Chris Christie being met with boos at the first presidential debate. Let's watch. Governor Ron DeSantis. President Mike Pence. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. Former Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. And North Dakota Governor. Good for him, too. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Who is that guy? (laughs) Who's that? Who's that uh, last guy? I saw somebody on Twitter saying, you know, strictly out of um, physiognomy, this guy's got a good chance for that last guy. I legit don't know who he is. Who is he? The governor of somewhere? 
Doug Bergram, North Dakota. Can we bring up his face? I want to. I want to tell you why he looks like he might be a president. If we can bring up uh, just the image of that last guy, he looks like George Washington. You guys see this? He looks like a modern George Washington. Have y'all seen the the thing where they do like if the founding fathers were modern presidents and they will have like a photoshopped picture of George Washington in a modern suit? He looks like George Washington. Anybody else see that? Sometimes that's all that it takes, but. No, nobody's even talking about him. Nobody's talking about Tim Scott. Nobody's talking about anybody but Vivek Ramaswamy and, to some degree, Ron DeSantis and, to a lesser extent, Nikki Haley, in that she had some contentious exchanges with Ramaswamy. In fact, we'll go to that now. Let's go to clip number four. Here is Nikki Haley and Ramaswamy going toe-to-toe over Ukraine funding. Let's watch. We are going to take a brief moment and talk about the elephant not in the room. indicted in four different states on 91 counts. He will be processed tomorrow in Georgia at the Fulton County Jail for charges relating to the 2020 election loss. You all signed a pledge to support the eventual Republican nominee. If former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. Vivek, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley. Oh, one by one. Oh, look at that. Hold on. Can we pack it up 10 seconds? Watch the way that the guys on the left, Pence and uh, Chris Christie, they wait to see what the other people do before raising their hands. Let's watch this again. If former President Trump is convicted in a court of law, would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would. Boom, Vivek's up first, Nikki Haley a little bit later. They look over, they see, and they half-heartedly raise their hand. Just, just pathetic. Hold on. Just pathetic. Just be clear, Governor Christie, you were kind of late to the game yeah. there, but no, you raised I, your I, hand? No, I'm doing this. Look, <laughs> look, I'm doing this. And I know this. you didn't. Whoa, whoa. No. Come, watch and the no, look, would, would, look here's, the, here's the bottom line. Someone's got to stop normalizing this conduct, Okay. Now, and now, whether or not, whether or not, why you believe that the criminal charges are right or wrong, they're wrong. The conduct is beneath the office of president of the United States. Blow me. Yeah. The, the, and, oh God. And, These people. And you know, this is the great thing about this country: booing is allowed. But it doesn't change the truth. It doesn't change the truth. Oh, so great. You raise your hand supporting. No, I'd like to hey. get in and respond. Let's just speak the truth, okay? President Trump, I believe, was the best president of the 21st century. It's a fact. And Chris Christie, honest to God, your claim that Donald Trump is motivated by vengeance and grievance would be a lot more credible if your entire campaign were not based on vengeance and grievance against one man. <laughs> and that's why Vivek Ramaswamy came out on top. Blindly bashing Donald Trump without an iota of vision for this country. They could just change the channel to MSNBC right now. But I'm not running for president of MSNBC. 
I am running for president of the United States. We're skating on thin ice and we cannot set a precedent where the party in power uses police force to indict its political opponents. It is wrong. We have to end the weaponization of justice. So funny. All right, we, we, can, we can pull that down. So that was a, a, a different clip. That was you know, obviously you just saw it. It was them asking about uh, supporting Donald Trump. And it's like. It's like, sure, there's a weaponized DOJ that's imprisoning their political opponents and even those political opponents' lawyers for offering them legal advice. Sure, there's an out-of-control FBI and CIA spying on our politicians and raiding the houses of family men and and grandmothers in middle America for daring to carry out peaceful protest. Sure, Our entire country is being taken over by psychopathic tyrants who are willing to abuse and distort and flagrantly break the law in pursuit of their political power. But Trump's kind of rude. So, I mean, you got it. It's in the balance, right? I mean, country being taken over by psychopaths using the legal system to destroy opposition. Trump kind of rude. So, I mean, which one do we really care about here? Just it's absurd that uh, this is even a question. We'll go now to uh, clip number. I'm trying to find one that we have time to get to. Uh, Let's go to clip number nine here. This is Vivek on the education department. So, look, we have a crisis of achievement. Let's shut down the head of the snake, the Department of Education. Take that $80 billion, put it in the hands of parents across this country. This is the civil rights issue of our time. Allow any parent to choose where they send their kids to school. End the teachers' unions at the local level to allow public schools to compete. And then revive our national identity where every high school senior should have to pass the same civics test that frankly every immigrant, including my mother, had to pass in order to become a citizen of this country. And the fact of the matter is, look, there's part of education policy that also rests with the family. I didn't grow up in money, but you know the word privilege gets used a lot? Well, you know what, I did have the ultimate privilege of two parents in the house with a focus on educational achievement. And I want every kid to enjoy that. So part of the problem is we also have a federal government that pays single women more not to have a man in the house than to have a man in the house, contributing to an epidemic of fatherlessness. And I think that goes hand in glove with the education crisis as well, because we have to remember education starts with the family and the nuclear family is the greatest form of governance known to mankind. Very good answer, as many of them were. Coffee has not been available at InfoWarsStore.com for two years because the price went up too high and the quality was starting to go down. I turned down so many other producers that wanted to partner with us. But when the folks at Miniman came to me a year ago and I began to try their coffees, I was blown away. We finally have three great coffees that are the best they have to offer available to you right now. This is the best coffee I've ever tasted. It smells amazing and it's some of the strongest coffee I've ever drank. Ladies and gentlemen, these three single-source Colombian coffees are now available at InfoWarsStore.com exclusively. Escape the Prison Planet Light Roast. Tastes great. It's the strong one. Really strong. But these are all close second and thirds. Medium Roast. Wake of America. Woo! That's what my go-to. Dark Roast. Tip of the Spear. Tastes the best and is amazing and is still very, very strong. Gives you that pep. They're all three available at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund our operation. And each order gets a pocket constitution citizen rulebook. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, uh, folks. We're going to continue to show you some clips from yesterday's debate for second place. In the next segment, we'll get into some clips of the Trump interview, which was far more entertaining and interesting. Even Trump's response as to why he wasn't at the debate was very funny. He's like, some of these people have 2%. I'm supposed to, I'm at, I have 75% I'm supposed to get up there and get yelled at by eight bozos. I don't think so. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was, uh, it was really fantastic. And again, one of the most impactful things I thought, and we'll show you the clip in the next segment, was when he talks about Ukraine. He talks about just how, how mad, how insane all of this is. And he shows what apparently is lacking from the entirety of our political elite, which is empathy for his fellow human beings. As he talks about, can you imagine being in some apartment and having a cruise missile fly into it? Like, this is what's happening. I don't care if they're Russian or Ukrainian. We have to stop the killing. Should be like the number one topic of the debate. Our headlong dash towards World War III and an inevitable nuclear exchange with Russia for, again, literally no discernible reason other than that Ukraine is an extremely useful, corrupt state that our our political elite take advantage of to launder money and sex traffic. So let's go to clip number four here. This is Haley and Ramaswamy going toe-to-toe over Ukraine funding. You tell me who you think is right. Governor Haley, um, you did not raise your hand, meaning that you would support more funding for the Ukraine war. You have uh, said of Governor DeSantis that um, you didn't appreciate it when he initially called it a territorial dispute. Why? First of all, the American president needs to have moral clarity. They need to know the difference between right and wrong. They need to know the difference between good and evil. When you look at the situation with Russia and Ukraine, here you have a pro-American country that was invaded by a thug. So when you want to talk about what has been given to Ukraine, less than three and a half percent of our defense budget has been given to Ukraine. If you look at the percentages per GDP, 11 of the European countries have given more than the U.S. But what's really important is go back to when China and Russia held hands, shook hands before the Olympics and named themselves unlimited partners. A win for Russia is a win for China. We have to know that. Ukraine is the first line of defense for us. And the problem that Vivek doesn't understand is he wants wants to hand Ukraine to Russia. He wants to let China eat Taiwan. He wants to go and stop funding Israel. You don't do that to friends. What you do instead is you have the backs of your friends. Ukraine is a front line of defense. Putin has said if Russia, once Russia takes Ukraine, Poland and the Baltics are next. That's a world war. We're trying to prevent war. Look at what Putin did today. He killed Pergozin. When I was at the U.N., the Russian ambassador suddenly died. This guy is a murderer, and you are choosing a murderer over, over a pro-American country. Yeah, so sad to hear people. All right, hold on. We'll, we'll, let, we'll let Vivek here respond in just a second. I just have a few things to say about that first. 
Ukraine is – Ukraine – so, okay, what she said was that Ukraine is a pro-American country that Russia invaded. Well, it's a pro-American country in that American forces and American citizens overthrew the pro-Russian government and installed pro-American patsies in place. It's a puppet country of the United States. The question is, what do they do for us? Like is this – if someone's just like, we like America, suddenly – we have to spend hundreds of billions of dollars to defend them. You know, there should be some sort of uh, reciprocal arrangement with your friends. What type of friend is Ukraine? What type of friend is Israel? Let's also talk about the statement she made where she said, a win for Russia is a win for China. Well, a weak Russia needs to partner with China, whereas a strong Russia does not necessarily need to partner with China. No, that was that was exactly my next point. She talks about Russia and China teaming up. It's like, you think that would have happened if it weren't for the aggressive NATO expansion into Ukraine that forced Russia's hand? Like, you, you think that the uh, restrictions that we've put on Russia that have forced it into China's hands, like... They cause these problems, and then they claim that these problems are why we need to keep doing what we were doing that caused the problem in the first place. And she said multiple times, like this must be one of those workshopped sayings, right? This is probably on her little note card. Ukraine is the front line of, of defense. For, for who? For Ukraine? No, Ukraine's front line of defense for Ukraine? For us? We're at threat? We have to fight them over there so we don't fight them over here? You think they went through all of their old statements that have been long discredited and are now I think, more than mockery, right? If you're not with us, you're against us. We have to fight them over there so we don't fight them over here. Like these things that have been – these sayings that have been used to get us into pointless, useless, expensive, devastating wars in the past, they realize they can't use those. So they sort of reformulate them a little bit. We can't say fight them over there, fight them over here. That's uh, – people get how bad that sounds. Let's say it's the front line of defense. Keep saying it's the front line of defense. See if that works. And, I mean, in a true Orwellian fashion, we have to stay at war in Ukraine to prevent war. See, war is peace. If we're not at war in Ukraine, then it'll be world war. If we don't antagonize Russia into open conflict with NATO as we expand NATO, as we welcome new members into NATO, ever creeping closer to the Russian border, if we don't do that, then it'll be world war. If we don't do the thing that's leading us towards world, world war, it'll be world war. Thanks, idiot. Also, I mean, how funny is it? What conspiracy theories are allowed and what's not? Obviously, I think it's very likely that the Prigozhin plane crash was Putin. It probably was a designed assassination. But there's as much evidence for that as there is evidence that we blew up the Nord Stream pipeline or that 9-11 was an inside job. It's just funny how people who will go out of their mind if you just suggest that maybe we didn't tell the whole truth about a certain event. And they're just like, what? How dare you? They just go out on TV and are like, Putin killed Prigozhin today. They're like, I just learned about this five minutes ago, but I'm here to tell you that Putin is guilty. He murdered Prigozhin, and you cannot question that. It's like, where's the, where's the boundary for evidence what are you allowed to just state as an absolute fact and be celebrated for and what can you state as an absolute fact and be smeared and demonized as conspiracy theorist because that's a conspiracy theory that she just spread but it's it's a good one i suppose let's listen to uh, vivek's response to this first of all 
First of all, Mr. Ramaswamy, you have 30 seconds. Mr. Descent, you know, Governor Nikki, Descent, I wish you well in your future career on the boards of Lockheed and Raytheon. You know, I'm not on but the, the fact of, of the matter, and you know, Boeing you came off of it, but you've been pushing this lie. You've been pushing this lie all you week, want Nikki. You to go and defund yeah, Israel. He's got a bad voice. Okay, let me address that. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm going to address each of those right now. This is the false lies of a professional politician. There you have it. So you the reality make America is, less safe. you have no foreign me, policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? The, the foreign policy experience that you all have shows in the pointless wars we've gotten into. I have to address that. So our relationship with Israel will never be stronger than by the end of my first term. But it's not a client relationship. It is a friendship. And you know what friends do? Friends help each other stand on their own two feet. So I will lead Abraham Accords 2.0. I will partner with Israel to make sure Iran never is nuclear armed. But you know what I love about Israel? And I've been there probably in the last 10 years more than most people on this stage. You know what I love about them? I love their border policies. I love their tough on crime policies. I love that they have a national identity and an iron dome to protect their homeland. And so, yes, I want to learn from the friends that we're supporting. And what puzzles no, me cut the, is, uh, no, I want to learn from those and apply you, those to protect it's our not homeland, that Nikki. Israel that needs is the America. America needs Israel. Okay, Governor DeSantis. America needs Israel. you were mentioned in the territory. I mean, without Israel, you know, who would lead us into these Middle East wars? Who would who would get us to go to war with Syria? You know, who would export uh, their own illegal immigrants to, to Western Europe? Who would bomb the U.S. Liberty with friends like these? Am I right? Nikki Haley, run for president of Israel. Alex Jones here in the next 60 seconds with some very exciting announcements. Vitamin Mineral Fusion is a bestseller. It's an amazing product. All the key amino acids, all the essential vitamins, all the essential minerals. That means everything you need to live and be healthy in one tasty, delicious powder that you put in a pitcher, mix up, drink in the morning, lunch, nighttime, middle of the night. It is simply amazing, and it empowers your immune system and your whole body. It's back in stock, discounted at InfoWarsTour.com. You can get 10% off for signing up for AutoShip. Uh, we got double Patriot points. That's 10% off on your next order right now. All of that is available at InfoWarsTour.com. Things like 3,000 milligram CBD oil that just does over-the-top things for your neurological system, your joints, your bones, and so much more. Try it. I know you're going to love it. And it funds the InfoWar. Also, try the 1,000 milligram salve for your joints and bones. It's under the private label Rebels In at InfoWarsTore.com. Check it out. So many other great products. Go to InfoWarsTore.com right now. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions and coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. 
Welcome back, folks. Trump will be mugshotted today if everything goes as planned. Yesterday, his lawyers were arrested. I know, I know at this point it's cliche to talk about, like, hypocrisy with these people. Like, at a certain point, the, the word falls short. But there's, there's like a, there's, it's, uh, it's so, there, it's everywhere. There's so many different levels of this. I mean, they're talking about Russia as if it is uh, evil incarnate in part because they do things like arrest Nalvani or whatever that guy's name is. By the way, it's just a straight up spy. I mean, just look at, at this dude. He just literally, it's just like. He was born in Russia, and then he moved away when he was young, and he worked in American and Western law offices until he returned to try to take on Putin. And it's like, okay, so he's a spy. He's a spy is what he is, so they arrest him. Meanwhile, in America, you've got mugshots of not just Rudy Giuliani, who is, I remind you, a legendary American hero, single-handedly destroyed the mob in New York City. In any reasonable timeline, this dude would be attorney general, right? I mean, 20, 30 years ago, he single-handedly takes out the New York mob, and now he is being mugshotted for daring to question a rigged election. And it's not just him, it's the, it's uh, Sidney Powell, it's people, it's lawyers being arrested for giving legal advice to their clients. It is the most extreme betrayal of civil liberties, overreach of a government, not just in America, I mean outside of communist places like China where like they do this regularly and you don't ever hear about it totally unprecedented again the number of things that should be the priority of the opposition party that went completely ignored or even co-signed by the people on stage it really shows you the necessity of having somebody like donald trump to just reset and realign the perception on all of these topics instances So Forbes has this story. Trump's interview with Tucker Carlson has more than 150 million views on X. They say, here's that, why that's misleading. They talk about the fact that you can't really tell who watched the whole time, how much they watched of it. X used to make the number of video views public, but appeared to get rid of that feature in May. And even then, it referred to the number of people who watched at least two seconds of a video with at least 50% of the video player in view rather than the whole video. That means it's likely far fewer users actually watched Trump and Carlson's video than the number that viewed the tweet. The number of direct engagement with the post is significantly lower than the number of views with 148,000 reposts and 536,000 likes as of 7 a.m. Thursday. So what we can say is it's somewhere between half a million and 154 million, somewhere in that, in that realm. 
I think it would be smart of Elon to come out with the actual numbers, even if it's just of this interview, just to do a post today showing the sort of the back end, because you can see it. Average watch time would probably be the best. Yeah, average watch time, how many people watched a couple minutes of it. I mean, it's the same for TV, right? You can't actually tell how many people viewed TV. And actually, in, in some cases, it, they just take like a small sample, like the Nielsen ratings. It's just like a couple thousand households, and then they extrapolate that to the wider pop, uh, population. It's all a rough estimate as what to watch. The takeaway is probably more popular and more watched than the entire debate and probably one of the most viewed interviews of all time was this interview with Tucker Carlson and Donald Trump. They did get into some territory that is rarely ventured into. And we can go first to clip number 13, a question that Tucker Carlson asked twice to Donald Trump. Do you think they're going to kill you? Clip 13. That gets back to my original question. So if the protest didn't work, you got elected anyway. Impeachment didn't work twice, obviously. Um, Indictment is not working. Your poll numbers go up. When they raided Mar-a-Lago in August of last year, your numbers went up. Um, they can indict you 20 times and it's not going to you're not going to lose the Republican primary because of that. Well, it makes it look even more ridiculous. I mean, the four indictments and maybe there'll be more. I don't know. These people are crazy, but they're counterproductive. So if you chart it out, it's an escalation is what I'm saying. So what's next after, you know, try to put you in prison for the rest of your life. That's not working. So, like, don't they have to kill you now? I I think the people of our country uh, don't get enough credit for how smart they are. And I, I'm not sure I would have said this 10 years ago, but they get it. You know, they yeah. really get it. When somebody gets indicted, your poll numbers go down. When somebody gets indicted, you announce, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be leaving to spend time with my family and to fight for the rest of my life on this stuff. But you're out of politics. I got indicted four times. All trivia, nonsense, bullshit. It's all bullshit. It's horrible when you look and, and you look at what they're doing. Uh, the boxes hoax. I'm covered by the Presidential Records Act. I'm allowed to do exactly that. He's not covered and he's got 25 times the number of boxes and he's got them stored in Chinatown. He's got them stored you can in see what I'm saying. garage underneath what, his Corvette. What's going on here? And we'll, we're going to take calls throughout the second hour. And I, I want to get your opinion on both the debate and the uh, Trump interview because it's like he doesn't hear it. It's like he doesn't hear the question being asked. Is that because he can't fathom it? Somebody on Twitter uh, responded to me, and I, th- I thought they put it a funny way. He says, uh, says something like, Trump speaks things into reality. Yeah, Trump speaks things into reality. He will not speak about them killing him. <laughs> he, his, his, his will is too powerful. It manifests itself in reality when he speaks. So he's careful not to say it. That might be it. I don't Who knows? Who knows? Clip number 15 is, I think, the second time Tucker asked this question. And again, Trump dodges around it, doesn't even seem to hear it. Let's watch. Are you worried that they're going to try and kill you? Why wouldn't they try and kill you? Honestly, uh, they're savage animals. They are people that are sick, really sick. You have great people in the Democrat Party. You have great people that are Democrats. Most of the people in our country are fantastic, and I'm representing everybody. I'm not just Republicans or conservatives. I represent everybody. I'm the president of everybody. 
But I've seen what they do. I've seen the lengths that they go to when they make up the Russia, Russia, Russia. When that's exposed and they go down and Barr should have gone after them and other people should have gone after. And they did very late because the Durham report came out. It was fairly good. It could have been a lot tougher, I guess, but it was fairly good. But it explained how corrupt it was. Uh, I'll tell you who did a great job was the Inspector General Horowitz. He did a phenomenal report. You didn't have to go to Durham. He did it on Comey and on, I guess, McCabe and some others. And it was a vicious, it was basically a true report how bad they are. But these people are sick people. These are people that uh, I think they hate our country. You want to know the truth. When you see open borders, when you see these policies that they have, and so many other things. It's so sad to see. You know, we have a country that's very fragile right now. He said he's had a lot of good stuff like that, where he's like, uh, you know, they hate our. Like he's like, I, I really think they hate our country. I mean, it's the only way to explain it. Or he'll say like, um, you know, Gavin Newsom doesn't have a good record. California is not doing well right now. He's like, but at the end of the day, I'm not sure that matters. He's like, I don't think it matters if you're a failure or bad. He's like, he looks good. He, he's got a nice smile and he's charismatic. And that's all the Democrats care about. Even when your record is just abysmal failure after abysmal failure, I don't think it matters. These people don't care about whether your policies are actually good or not. He said stuff like that. But again, he's asked the question twice. Neither time he even remotely approaches the possibility of him being killed, even though it is clearly within the realm of these, as he puts it, savage animals. If I was Trump, I would say something like, message to my supporters, if they kill me, gloves off, do what you got to do. If they put a bullet in my head, if, I, if my plane goes down, you have my permission to go absolutely insane and kill all of them. <laughs> That's what I would say. I would, gu- I would guard myself. I would surround myself with the shield of the Second Amendment and say, they won't kill me. If they kill me, the American people will kill them. So they shouldn't kill me. I, might say, I mean, is that a threat? I don't think that's a threat. How are you supposed to threaten somebody once you're dead? You're going to want to pay attention to what I'm about to say in the next 60 seconds. Two new incredible products are now available exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. They are both clones of national best-selling products from a major pharmaceutical-slash-supplement maker that are listeners and patriots that are allowing us to private label it at a lower price you'll find in stores. It's Joint Relief Max and Nerve Renew. Both of these have known documented natural compounds to lower pain and to also make your nerves healthier, which is one of the major reasons nerves get irritated and are more inductive to pain. There's major research behind this all. You need to get Joint Relief Max from InfoWars MD and Nerve Renew from InfoWars MD exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Introducing them both, 25% off. You'll find them exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com and they fund their operation. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I'm going to take your phone calls throughout this second hour. We'll be joined by Christina Bob in the third hour. Go ahead and give out the number now. 
If you want to call in, the number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. 1-877-789-2539. I want to hear your thoughts on the debate last night or the Trump interview with Tucker Carlson. 1-877-789-2539. Remember to go to InfoWarsStore.com to support everything that we do here. There is a limited time flash sale going on right now with two of our bombshell products that combined really help to uh, empower each other. It's Vitamin Mineral Fusion and Survival Shield X3. Both of these are 40% off for a limited time during this flash sale at InfoWarsStore.com. You can elevate your daily routine with premium nutrients that help support your energy, immunity, and overall vitality. Discover the ultimate blend of essential vitamins and minerals carefully crafted to fuel your body and mind. Supplies on both products are limited, so visit InfoWarsStore.com and get these best-selling products today before it's too late. And while we wait for the phone lines to fill up, I do want to go to uh, just another clip that once again shows why Trump himself existing is such a breath of fresh air. Clip number 12. I'm telling you, hey, Donald Trump, if you if you avoid prison and don't win the presidency, I think you might have a place at InfoWars. Here's him making fun of uh, Kamala Harris. Clip number 12. So back to Biden, I'm interested. So you think he's failing. He obviously is failing. I think it's clear to everybody. But that would make Kamala Harris the candidate? Well, not really. I mean, I guess they'd have uh, maybe a free-for-all. A lot of people say she has to remain for certain reasons, the candidate. She has to. I don't think that's true, actually. I don't think that other people would stand for it. Uh, she has some bad moments. Her moments are almost as bad as his. I think his are worse, actually. Yeah. But she seems pretty senile, too. She speaks in, uh, in rhyme. You know, it's weird. It's weird. But she has bad moments. And in rhyme? What do you- well, the way she talks, the bus will go here and then the bus will go there because that's what buses do. And it's weird. The whole thing is weird. This is not a president of the United States future. And uh, I think they probably have some kind of a primary and other people will get involved. I mean, Newsom, right? I could mean, that's- be. Could be. I mean, you know, I always got along well with him, believe it or not. But could be him. Could be somebody else. He's got a big... A big load on his shoulders because you look at California, what's happened. But I don't know if the American people really, the people that vote for him, I don't even know if they care. You know, you look at so many of the things that are going on and people don't seem to be. In the old days, if you had a bad record, it meant a lot. Today, if you have a bad record, it doesn't really mean anything. You know, he looks good. He's a nice looking guy, speaks well. But Biden, every time you watch him talking, it's like he's walking on eggs. You're waiting for him to collapse. And he almost always does. And I got to know the leaders of all of the countries, essentially, but the big ones. Oh, man. That might might have been my favorite line in the whole thing. He's talking, you expect him to collapse, and he almost always does. (laughs) It's so true. Uh, Yeah, I think that might be my favorite clip from the whole interview. It really sums it all up right there. Mocking Kamala Harris, just like this is just it should be everybody's interpretation. It's just the normal reading of the situation. You got a president who can hardly walk. And like he said, you always expect him to collapse. And he actually usually does. I mean, it's not it's not rare that that happens. It's every single day. On average, we have a Biden gaffe, which is just unprecedented. Got Kamala Harris, who talks like a preschool teacher to the people of the United States and people internationally. 
And you've got Gavin Newsom, who, as Trump points out, he's like, he's got a terrible record, but I don't think that matters anymore. Like, it's such a good point. It's such a overarching, illustrative point of American politics right now where it actually does not matter what your record is. If you're a Democrat, if you're a Democrat, you can have failure after failure. You can spend tens of billions of dollars to solve homelessness, only to have homelessness triple under your tenure. Just a abysmal failure, and you'll still get elected as long as you virtue signal the correct way. That really is the downfall of the You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we are still dealing with the fallout of the dueling events yesterday. If there's the country may be going down in flames, we may be experiencing the full-fledged tyrannical despotic takeover of single party rule as Trump is slated to be arrested and get his mugshot taken today. And as the runner up debate it just descends into screeching about you know why we should send foreign countries all of our money it uh it's kind of ridiculous but i can tell you one people that are one one group of people that are benefiting wildly from this and that's the babylon bee the babylon bee is just is having a field day and it's it's actually not a good thing when you go to the trending article tab on twitter and half or more of the articles are babylon bee cuz it's like the news is so silly you might as well read the parodies. Republicans gather to debate who will lose to Trump in a distant second. Republican debate to see who's going to lose to Biden in a landslide mail-in vote in the middle of the night. <laughs> it just goes on and on. CDC announces deadly new election year COVID variant. Confused Mike Pence under the impression he's running for president of Ukraine. <laughs> I'm telling you, half of, the, half of the headlines in the trending tab are from Babylon B. The other half could be from Babylon B because that's how silly all of this is. Let's go now out to your phone calls. I want to take as many phone calls as possible in this second hour before welcoming Christina Bob in the third hour. I want to get your input on the Trump interview and the debates. Let's go to Al in Michigan. Al in Michigan says he disagrees with Trump. Uh, what do you disagree with Trump about, Al? Thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to say that I don't trust Trump, and I I'd, I'd, um, wanted to point out that Trump was educated at Jesuit Fordham University, and he sends his children to Jesuit Georgetown University, and he had a secret meeting with the Pope at the Vatican when he was president. And so I think he's a dirty Jesuit, and we shouldn't trust him. You think Trump's a Jesuit? Yeah, a dirty Jesuit. A What's wrong with a Jesuit? Not one of those clean, respectable Jesuits. No, what? Uh, I mean, what do you mean by that? I mean, uh, and, and what secret meeting? I mean, he had a meeting with Pope as president. It was pretty well publicized. There's that great picture of Trump smiling and the Pope just like looking incredibly angry and sad. I mean, it seems like everything Trump is doing is against what these secret societies are doing, against what the leadership of the Vatican is doing. I mean, how? How how do you how do you say he's a a Jesuit? 
Someone like Anthony Fauci being, yeah, there's the, the classic picture. I mean, someone like Anthony Fauci being a, a Jesuit makes a lot of sense, right? He portrays himself as squeaky clean and, you know, unimpeachable, and he's got that very highbrow, uh, educated, condescending way of talking. Uh, and he was educated for like his whole life in, in Jesuit institutions. So, uh, but I just don't see that with Trump. I see Trump as brash, uncontrollable. I don't see him submitting to the Pope or something crazy like that. Well, very good, Harrison, exposing Jesuit Anthony Fauci. Yeah. But with Trump, he did have a secret meeting with the Pope. There was the public meeting. Then we, they went behind closed doors. No cameras were allowed. And sure. he also said that Klaus Schwab was doing a great job when he went to the World Economic Forum. Uh, when he, and so he did have the, when he, the when he showed up, family. showed up uninvited at the World Economic Forum to flex on his enemies. Again, I don't. I mean, these little offhand remarks, like Trump literally says that about everybody. He call, he calls Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Ghislaine Maxwell. He's he's like, yeah, they're they're doing very well. Yeah, they're very nice people. We love them. It's like, come on, you can't take these like offhanded comments as as some you know loyalty he has to Klaus Schwab. Clearly, these guys not friends with each other. I just don't get. I just don't get why. Uh, why that's interesting. You gotta look at his past, Harrison, because he has mafia connections. Trump Tower was built by the Genovese crime family who owns the co- major concrete business construction in New York. Yeah, you every, can look that every up. building in New York, you had to deal with the mafia, which is why he's so suited to deal with the New World Order mafia that operates just like a mafia. Same way that uh, Rudy Giuliani undid the entire mafia. Uh, in the 80s. He didn't, though. Giuliani is covered up 9-11, and he just put in a new mafia. He didn't destroy mafia. the mafia. That's a joke. That's a Jesuit joke. A uh, Jesuit joke. All right. Well, uh, thanks for your input. I, I, I don't uh, agree, but um, that's, you know, that's why we open up the phone lines. Thank you for the call, Al. Uh, let's go to John in Minneapolis. who wants to talk about Trump's looming assassination. Go ahead, John. You're on the air. Hi, Harrison. Howdy. Uh, you can hear me, I assume. Very well, thank you. Okay. So, with nuclear war, they talk about mutually assured destruction, and that's what prevents nuclear war. Now, with this assassination thing, I think we need to normalize what you what you said a few minutes ago, is that, you know, first of all, you better qualify yourself. And rephrase what you said. Yeah, you put it in. You said, I think Trump should say this. Yeah, that's okay. what I, if, if I was Trump, that's what I would say, yeah. Right, right. But you're not saying, let's, you know, go nuts if they assassinate him. You're not, you see, you know what, what I'm, I'm saying is. I'm also, I'm also saying that if I am assassinated, to, to, go, to go fight these people. Now, yeah, of course, uh of course, I'm saying right. if I if I was Trump, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm right. saying there is a very okay, real no, threat I... that Trump really is going to be assassinated and if he wants to like you just said, like mutually assured destruction and shield himself with uh, the American people, I would not blame him for a second for doing that. That's right. And I here's the thing. I feel that there is a ton of people that will go off the rocker Whatever, whatever, their mainspring is going to break if they assassinate him. And I think that we have to normalize that situation so that people know that, hey, that's not going to be an option. Okay? 
but we do have to be careful when we when we talk those kind of words like you said i mean i don't know that legally you're covering yourself to say well i i said it as if he should say that not that i'm saying it or whatever but we do need to normalize that concept because they better know that we are going to go off the rails if something like that happens and i also take it to where if they somehow legally keep him off the ballot or say he can't be president, the same thing is going to happen. Well, I don't don't know about that, but uh, no, I I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a matter of, of what one person wants or another person wants. I think it's a reality that the powers that be recognize. I mean, I've, I've said it before on this show where it's like, why do they say, you know, white conservative men are the number one threat because, we are because like it's true because if they do something that pisses off to a, a an egregious degree the hundreds of millions of white christian men that still exist in this country that are extremely heavily armed like that is the biggest threat to them right now i mean other countries aren't a big yep. threat they can't invade the country without permission they can't uh you know they don't pose a threat to the people in power but the regular people do. I mean, you just have to imagine if January 6th, like what if everybody in January 6th brought their guns? Like what? That'd be, a, that, yeah, there's a reason they're so scared of that eventuality because it's terrifying to them and it's a very real threat. It's it's not about whether you support it or not. It's just reality. And so I, I think they recognize, I've, I've said for years, like I didn't think they were ever going to kill Trump while he was president or anything because I think they run the calculation and they go, they type into the, the big quantum algorithm, like, what happens if Trump is killed? What happens if Trump just dies? Like, I think they're terrified of Trump even just having a legitimate natural heart attack and falling over dead because the American people won't buy it. They'll, they'll get blamed either way. So it's, it's almost in, they're in this position where, like, they have to try to get rid of Trump but also not let anything really bad happen to him because no matter what happens, they're going to get the blame for it and the people of America are going to be pissed at it. Uh, I, I hope it's clear that's the literally last thing any of us should want. I mean, that's death on a massive scale. That gives them the excuse to come in with the U.N. Uh, I mean, it's sort of a terrifyingly precarious situation America's in. But the people who want to destroy America know they could by killing Trump and then having America go crazy and, and start a civil war. It's been three years since we had it. We got it back in stock. The amazing 30 parts per million highest quality colloidal silver and all the great things and all the great uses back in stock limited supply infowarstore.com 30 percent off and it's a very limited supply but we have it back infowarstore.com silver bullet colloidal silver the infowars life silver bullet colloidal silver has returned silver bullet is the answer to alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes to ensure for a truly unique product that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. It is amazing. It's got thousands of reviews, five-star reviews. Infowarstore.com. Silver Bullet returns to Infowarstore.com. And while you're there, get some super female vitality, some Turbo Force, some Brain Force, and some Brain Force Ultra. I have been in a 28 year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war. But 
I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are continuing to take your calls and reactions to the debate and the interview with Trump last night. I've been very uh, pleased with all the calls we've gotten over the last couple of days, couple of weeks. They have really been good, Even even the ones that don't like me and have mean things to say, I think it's nice. It is one of those things where it's like, it's not fun getting called an anti-Semite, obviously, or being told I don't hate the Jesuits enough. (laughs) Crew and I were just talking about this. It's it's the balance of hate that you have to have. Some groups you hate too much, some groups you don't hate enough. It's complicated. I don't like getting called an anti-Semite, but it is nice to be able to reaffirm that I don't hate anybody. When you get these accusations, it gives you a chance to say, actually, I love the Jewish people. Maybe I don't say that enough. I love Jews. Hey, you know what? I even love Jesuits. What do you think about that? They're humans too. Let's go to uh, CJ. I take that back. I hate Jesuits. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just had a flash forward of all the calls I'm going to get down with the Jesuits. Uh, CJ in Florida, thank you for calling in. You're on the air. Harrison, that's funny. <laughs> Is it because you knew I'm going to call and talk about that too? <laughs> oh, I didn't know that, that's but funny. go ahead. <laughs> okay, so I heard the last two calls, and I'm like, listen, first of all, I like the way you actually run the show in that you speak your mind, you let them speak, and you don't mind going back and forth. That's what we want. That's what we like. That's what we're you here know? for. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah, we need that, you know, because people need that healthy dialogue and exchange. Regardless, we're going to be in trouble. Now, what I want to ask you, before I even get into anything, was to say, is there any way possible you guys can make a sort of link where you can link people who are looking for jobs, who don't like what's happening in the system, and employers who are looking for employees to work together? Because what I look at from the debate last night and other stuff happening around the world, I remember talking about a split. We may need to do a split whereby people who want to work and do things one way and to have their own livelihoods have to be separate from those who don't want to, who don't care, but the world want to burn and destroy everything. Because we're living in an upside-down, bizarre world is looking like right now. Mm. And the debate. The yeah. debate we saw. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me just say on that first. I, yeah. Somebody has done something like that. I mean, people have made like dating apps where it's like conservative dating apps. Uh, I, I think there's been something like that where it's like an Indeed or it's like a, you know, a hiring service, but it'll service the, the, the blacklisted, the people who have you know, alternative viewpoints, you know, traditional yeah. viewpoints that were totally normal 10 years ago. Uh, you know, that's not really in our purview, but we'd be happy to, you know, help spread it if somebody else makes that. And of course, you know, uh, even without a, a service specifically for that, what we want to do is build communities and talk to each other and, and become friends and say, Hey, you need a job. I, you know, my uncle needs to hire somebody, you know, as long as we build a community that will manifest naturally. Yeah. 
And because that's what we seem to need. Because even, even like being like an Amish country, we need to get off of this stuff. Because right now, the way the world is shaping, including America, people are taking sides. And again, as you just mentioned, if something happens to Trump, assassination-wise, or something bad like that, I pray it never happens. Because I love Trump. I actually like his fight in brash style. But as the two callers mentioned, I want you to be possible. Take Leo, 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 Leo Zagami and study what they call Hegelian dialectics and the Jesuit and the Jesuit oath. Mm-hmm. Because remember, the Pope right now says, if you want to know about me, study the Jesuits. The Jesuits have an oath to kill, murder, destroy, anything they need to do to usurp governments and take over society and how they, anyhow they want to. They run the world, put it simply, okay? God is on top there, but man kind of made some choices, and the Jesuits run the world. And you ask the Vatican, El Papa, ask him what this Ladato C means, okay? But going to the, going to the debate, Vivek Ramasamy, I saw the debate last night. I saw a little bit of Trump and Tucker, and I'm like, this is a joke. The Republican side, that's a joke. The amount of fakers up there all look fake, except Vivek, I have questions on him, but I like him and Ron DeSantis to some degree how it goes. Vivek, I'm like, I'm happy he's speaking so boldly and raised his hand enough time and I said, listen, yeah, I will pardon him. Yeah, I will do this. And look at, look at, look, look at Nikki Haley. Fake. He's over there talking about... Oh, yeah, I mean, you know this, you can look at it. Every time he said something, they try to go and attack him because he said, hey, I'm willing to say what you don't want to say. They know what he's saying is true. Uh, Christy, Chris Christie, during the storm and during the COVID stuff, you remember him laying on the beach with his family when everyone was locked down inside? But they said, and here's something interesting. You notice a pattern also? Almost all the main leaders or, or, or players who, had, who, who helped to bring in the COVID stuff, do you notice how they all kind of stepped down? Like they all had a bad reaction. Bill Gates got separated. And you remember in the Netherlands, one, you know, one stepped down over there. Ah, you're right. Yeah, left I, in the I, meantime, I, Trump got indicted. You know, really Cuomo left the that. stage. Yeah, no, yeah, you're, you're making a bunch of good points, CJ. Uh, honestly, you're, you're making a lot of good points. I really appreciate this call. I do want to get to other calls. So I don't want to. I, I don't want to give you, you know, all the all the time in the world. But I really appreciate it. Your your calls are always uh, very good. Raise a lot of good uh, points there. And uh, I agree. I mean, I I really like a lot of the stuff Vivek has done. Every time I say that, it, people come out just like you idiot. Really, Vivek, you moron. George Soros funds Vivek. He's a snake. And it's like okay, but he also goes up on stage and calls climate change a hoax. So I'm down with that. I like that. I think that's good. And we need to see more of that. I'm not about to give him my firstborn son. Thank you so much for the call, CJ. Very good as always. Let's go to Chaz in New York. You want to talk about the little uh, spat that. Vivek and Haley had about aid to Israel. Go ahead, Chaz, you're on the air. Yeah, um, so I live in upstate New York in a good red area of New York. Um, I am a citizen of Israel. I lived there for three years. I had to get citizenship there in order to remain there to be a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do have some feelings about this, you know, especially because I had rocket fire, you know, fired upon me, um, and had to deal with the air raid sirens and all that. That's scary. As a citizen? Um. Or or in the military? Yeah. As a citizen. Wow. Um, yeah, that happened to everybody there. Um. You know, people were just talking about the booms and all that. Um, You know, thankfully, Iron Dome uh, protected all of us and everything. And I'm against aid to Israel, like, you know, the huge military aid that we give to them. Because that just gets spent in, like, all sorts of ridiculous ways. But when it comes to, like, the reciprocal things, 
you know, that Vivek was talking about, you know, where Iron Dome has actually protected our military abroad. Um, and I've seen and heard stories about that. So what do you, and, you know, and I mean, the, the whole, the whole thing's kind of weirdly framed, isn't it? Cause Vivek's statement, which itself is a little bit wishy-washy, but he basically says, I want to get Israel to a point that we don't need to send them aid, right? That was his statement. He said by 2028, they won't need our billions of dollars yeah. because the Middle East will be safe. Like, isn't that the ideal? I, that's what I want. I want you to not have to have an Iron Dome. I want yeah, you to not have to. Yeah, like, you know, supposedly white. Oh. Uh, sorry, uh, Chaz uh, hung up, or or uh, we lost that phone call. Uh, that wasn't us, though. But uh, I was I was actually appreciating that call. It was nuanced. I liked it. Uh, thank you for the call, Chaz. Sorry that happened. Let's go to Old Dude in Missouri. Actually, you know what? Stay on the line, Old Dude. We'll go to you on the other side. We're running out of time. I don't want you to get cut off. So we'll go back to Old Dude and more of your phone calls on the other side as we continue the uh, American responses to the debate. Maybe we should be doing a, a caller poll or something, ask you who you think won, whether it even matters that they won. But honestly, I just like the, the free-flowing conversation and the trash-shocking Jesuits that's going on. Uh, in the meantime, let me tell you, the limited-time flash sale at InfoWarsStore.com is still on. And you can get not just one, but two of our all-time best-selling, jaw, uh, best-selling products at jaw-dropping prices. Pick your jaw off the floor and get... Vitamin Mineral Fusion and Survival Shield X3 for 40% off. Get it now before supplies run out at InfoWarsStore.com. Alex Jones here in the next 60 seconds with some very exciting announcements. Vitamin Mineral Fusion is a bestseller. It's an amazing product. All the key amino acids, all the essential vitamins, all the essential minerals. That means everything you need to live and be healthy in one tasty, delicious powder that you put in a pitcher, mix up, drink in the morning, lunch, nighttime, middle of the night. It is simply amazing, and it empowers your immune system and your whole body. It's back in stock, discounted at InfoWarsTour.com. You can get 10% off for signing up for AutoShip. Uh, we got double Patriot points. That's 10% off on your next order right now. All of that is available at InfoWarsTour.com. Things like 3,000 milligram CBD oil that just does over-the-top things for your neurological system, your joints, your bones, and so much more. Try it. I know you're going to love it. And it funds the InfoWar. Also try the 1,000 milligram salve for your joints and bones. It's under the private label Rebels In at InfoWarsStore.com. Check it out. So many other great products. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Let us be honest as Republicans. I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for, so I can say this. The climate change oh, agenda whoa, 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 whoa. is a That's hoax. Ridiculous. The climate change ridiculous. agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. And the reality is, the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. I mean, who's booing that? Of course the climate change agenda is a hoax. It's multiple hoaxes. It's a hoax layer cake. They don't, like, a, they don't like thinking that their candidate is bought and paid for. Oh, I think that that's probably what they were booing at. Yeah, it's like back in uh, 2016 when Trump's like, you're all donors. 
<laughs> actually insulting the crowd that's right in front of him. Uh, the good old days. Uh, we go back out to your phone calls now. Get your take on the uh, the events. Old dude in Missouri, thank you so much for holding over. Uh, you had some personal notes on the debate. Thanks for calling in. Old dude, you're on the air. Hey, man. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was the point in the debate where Christy Cream said that he had had enough already. And, and, I'm, and he probably had. I, I think Chris Christie is really there just for the hospitality room access. But... <laughs> oh, no. um, <laughs> for, for real, and, and that one of the things that really hit me when I first saw Krispy Kreme up there was that that dude is wobeast, and honestly, the the sheer lack of self control disqualifies him from being president. Like, wh- why is he even there? But but Vivek, uh, he, he stole the show, and and everything he was was saying was really resonating with the American people, and and I I feel like that was basically his interview with the American people to be Trump's vice president candidate. It makes sense that he would do that. That would make up for the age discrepancy and some of the things that people may accuse him of lacking. Um, and and he was he was kind to Trump when when they asked who would support Trump, Vivek was the first one to raise his hand with no hesitation. And then you had Nikki Haley and Tim Scott came to the party a little late, and and Burgum and DeSantis and Pence they they also raised their hand and said they would support Trump. But then Krispy Kreme and Asa and Nikki and Burgum, they they said that Pence was right in not sending the the votes back to the states when the election was in question. And then when we watched the Trump interview last night, it came out that they actually changed the rules to make it where the vice president doesn't even have that authority anymore. Oh, yeah. So we we know that— yeah, we, we've we've covered that as well, and you're right. This did come up during the uh, Tucker interview, and Trump talks about what Thomas Jefferson did. Where apparently Thomas Jefferson, when there was a state up for, you know, as that was being debated over, he was like, you know what, your votes are going to me. Actually, <laughs> actually, I'm taking those votes, which is uh, is very. And Trump's like, we could have done that. I didn't even want to do that. He's like, I could have. But I didn't ask him to do that. I asked him to send it back. So yeah, he he did uh, talk about that, and and we've talked about that. Multiple times, almost every time we talk about January 6th, right, we try to lay the groundwork of saying how not just the, the election was rigged, there was a legitimate reason for people to be mad and to go protest, uh, maybe not a legitimate reason to, a, to attack anybody, obviously, or do violence, but certainly a very valid grievance to be redressed by the government in line with the First Amendment. But we've also talked about the political machinations that went on behind the scenes, and uh, that, that was one of them. They actually rewrote the law to prevent that from happening in the future, meaning that it could have happened. And even Pence said that he admitted that we showed the interview on, on CNN or whatever, where he's going, they wanted me to send it back to the States. And I thought that would have been so chaotic. I didn't want to do it. He didn't say it was illegal. He didn't say he didn't have the authority. He said it would have been too chaotic. So he didn't do it. Of course he had the legal right to do it until they changed the law to prevent that from happening again. Good point. Thank you so much. Old dude from Missouri. Uh, appreciate that. Let's go to uh, Pat in Florida now. Again, we're, we're just going to be talking about the debate and the Trump interview today. Uh, Pat in Florida, thanks for calling in. You're on the air. Good morning, Harrison. Um, I love your show, and yesterday's show was amazing how you answered all those people that were arguing you know, against you. But uh, I just had a thought concerning and I did not watch any of it. I went to bed. I DVR'd it. I'm going to watch everything today. But your thought about um, Tucker asking Trump about, you know, isn't he afraid of they're going to, you know, kill you or whatever he 
said. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I think it was so smart of him not to answer that because, you know, this is a spirit war, a spiritual war. Uh-oh, are you there? Yes, yes, I hear you. Spiritual war. No, oh, you're right. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, spirit <laughs> rules the natural. And our words coming from our mouth, our heart, and our soul have power. And if he admits, you know, I mean, they might, they might try to, you know, kill him. And, and I have no control. None of us do over that. But the very thought that he does not entertain that to me is amazing. Um, I used to, I, I love Trump. I used to be a Republican. I just went independent when his stance on the shot went south. I thought, no, I'm not killing kids. You know, I'm not for that at all. But, uh, I just, you know, the Bible says death and life is in the power of the tongue. Mm. Jesus said we're going to have what we say. And if we really believe that the Word of God is true, then you got to go with walking by faith and not by sight. I just, re- and, I, and I'll, that's all I have to say, but I just remember, do you remember when his wife read the Lord's Prayer? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of, I think that was one of the most, it just gave me goosebumps, and I'm 80 years old. And I'm trying to keep up with all this crazy stuff. <laughs> uh, but uh, I thought that was one of the most beautiful moments. Not only is she a beautiful woman to look at, and uh, but that was just the you know he had so much spirituality to his uh, election in the beginning. And I don't even remember what she read that ad. I just could see her. Yeah. I can still see her. Yeah, but, no, she uh, she yeah. she is such a uh, she is such a benefit to him, and she she. Yeah. Really is exactly what a what a first lady should be. I mean, yeah. really the uh, and and she in particular is like the the strong silent type. You don't hear her a lot, but when you do, yeah. you're like she's yeah. she's got it going on. It, for, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much for the call, Pat. And and you're right. You know, there I can see it. I can see the calculus in Trump's mind. Where what's he going to say? He's going to say no. They're not. No, they're not going to kill me. It's like okay, well, that's kind of brazen. Like, oh, they can't kill me. I'm too well protected. Like, you, you really want to like challenge the people that probably want to kill you? That's probably not a good idea. He's not going to say, yeah, they might kill me. I mean, that projects weakness. I, I can see the Trump calculus where he goes, "There's no good way for me to answer this question, so I'm going to skirt around it." And uh, I totally get that. Let's go to another call about the assassination of Trump, uh, David in Florida. Thank you for calling in, David. What's your take on the potential for assassination of Donald Trump? David? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm having trouble hearing you. If you can get off speakerphone, we'll go back to you in just a second. We'll go next to Arrow Dart in Colorado. Keep David on the line. David, if you can fix your phone, we'll go back to you. Arrow Dart in Colorado says Trump knows what will happen if he's killed. Go ahead, Arrow Dart. You're on the air. Hey, uh, can you hear me okay? Hear you fine. Thanks. Okay, because I'm on speakerphone because I got a few notes because there's so many good points that you raised this morning and I normally don't watch your show because I can't watch InfoWars all day. Uh, my brain will explode. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. So, so, so what do you think would happen if, if Trump was killed? Well, uh, I think someone called in and y'all talked about that. I kind of want to talk about a few other things. I mean, they all hate Trump except for the, the Indian dude. I can't say his name. So Vivek, I call yeah. him the Indian dude. And uh, I like him. And uh, But they all hate Trump. They really do. And, um, I mean, they all supported Pence. Uh, oh, my God. I can't stand him. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I'll support it. Pence, uh, you know, when he uh, sold out because I guess he wants to be the next president. I think that's what Trump said mm-hmm. in his interview. Uh, he goes, Pence wants to be the next president. So, yeah, he you know, he's... obviously, yeah, yeah, he sold out, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, um, serious point, real serious point here. Quickly. We keep hearing how Trump is the one that's going to destroy the country. But it's Biden who is the Manchurian candidate. Oh, my God. I mean, Biden is literally destroying the—you don't even need to speculate. He is doing it right now. He is destroying the country. You're exactly right. More phone calls on the other side. Welcome Christina Bob in the third hour. Stay with us for the American Journal. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. Alex Jones here in the next 60 seconds with some very exciting announcements. Vitamin Mineral Fusion is a bestseller. It's an amazing product. All the key amino acids, all the essential vitamins, all the essential minerals. That means everything you need to live and be healthy in one tasty, delicious powder that you put in a pitcher, mix up, drink in the morning, lunch, nighttime, middle of the night. It is simply amazing, and it empowers your immune system and your whole body. It's back in stock, discounted at InfoWarsTour.com. You can get 10% off for signing up for AutoShip. Uh, we got double Patriot points. That's 10% off on your next order right now. All of that is available at InfoWarsTour.com. Things like 3,000 milligram CBD oil that just does over-the-top things for your neurological system, your joints, your bones, and so much more. Try it. I know you're going to love it. And it funds the InfoWar. Also try the 1,000 milligram salve for your joints and bones. It's under the private label Rebels In at InfoWarsTore.com. Check it out. So many other great products. Go to InfoWarsTore.com right now. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, taking your calls on the debate, the, the dueling events last night, the runner up debate, and the interview with the Republican forerunner, Donald Trump, by Tucker Carlson. Got to love what Tucker Carlson's been able to do since he went on X. Even just the ability to start his broadcast five minutes before the others, right? There, there are these little things that limit network TV. The time, you pretty much have to start right at the front of the hour. Twitter, not so much. You can release your thing five minutes before, and it's just as good. One thing he did was he only, it only went for an hour I'd like to see them talk for two or three hours. I'd like to see them. They didn't get into the vaccine, which I really thought would have been a good chance to talk to Trump about it, maybe get Tucker's take 
on what he should do about it. That never came up, unfortunately, but a lot of interesting stuff did, including Trump's feelings about Bill Barr and his betrayal. I'm sure we'll revisit some of those topics when Christina Bob joins us in the third hour. Talk about Trump's legal issues, as it were, in the 2020 election. But for now, we go back out to your phone calls. Let's go to uh, David in Florida. I understand is back. David, have you uh, have you fixed the uh, audio issue? Are you there, David? I'm here. Can you hear me? Hear you now. Thanks for calling in. Go ahead. Thank you. Um, yeah, I just want to talk about Trump, and I'm reminded of a video I saw on the Internet a while back. It was Julian Assange being transported, and he was screaming, Don't trust Donald Trump. Don't trust Donald Trump. Now, I've tried to find that video for years. It's been completely scrubbed off the Internet. Anyways, I think Trump's hilarious, but I do not trust him mostly because he's the self-proclaimed most pro-LGBT president ever. He's the most pro-Israel president ever. Israel loves him, and his base is on all of the money there. They basically worship him. Our people worship him, and they will do anything that he says. Now, there's this giant deception going on. It's not that simple. You know, this is chess on the highest level, and the media is totally against him, but that's because the media has been known... We, the people knew the media was corrupt. They knew they knew the, that politics was corrupt. So the media is a part of it, and they have to go after Trump to make him legit, legitimate. Anyways, I'm a Christian, and I just want to say, like, I just want to prophesy to you a little bit now. But what I see is Trump getting assassinated, and then coming back to life to take his throne on the New World Order government as the Antichrist. Oh, that 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 took a. Uh wild turn there at the end well I, I i appreciate thoughts david i i understand that so many things in our world are fabricated and so many of the conflicts are pretend i guess you could say i mean they're just it's it's play acting yeah i don't think that's the These case bad i don't think that's the case with trump personally i think that's the case with a lot of other people but trump i've not seen evidence of that and I just – I can't imagine – I mean unless it's somebody who yeah, – I just I – don't, I don't see it. Somebody willing to give up all that Trump had. Like he – why would he suffer so much, actually suffer so much as he has clearly? Like he, he, he's not looking as good as he looked four years ago. Uh, you can see his hair is kind of thinning. I mean the, the stress that he's been under, the friendships that he's lost, the position as a beloved member of the – media and and you know i mean he's been he was starring in seinfeld episodes and fresh prince of bel-air episodes since the 80s kept that reputation all the way up until he ran for president and now his life has been turned upside down i just don't see somebody sacrificing that much especially not donald trump to for the people that hate him like clearly actually viscerally hate him I just don't see the deception there. I think, in a, I think with a lot of what's going on with Trump, what you see is what you get. But that's my view, and I understand uh, our audience might have different views on that. That's why we're taking calls. Let's go to – thanks for the call, David. Appreciate it. Let's go to Mike in Tennessee. You say Vivek clearly won. I think that's the main takeaway most people have. Go ahead, Mike. You're on the air. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I think Vivek did, and – if there was any question that Fox News was a controlled opposition by the New World Order, it was that question and how it was phrased on climate change. 
that was a dead giveaway. Plus, it's what, it in Pfizer Arena? And as far as Trump is concerned, I love the guy, but I think Vivek is a little bit more smart when it comes to Israel. And uh, why didn't Tucker press Trump on not only the vaccine issue, which you brought up, but what about the New World Order? Why are these guys always eating around the edge? Like Trump will say, yeah, I think that they hate the country. Uh Well, why doesn't he connect the dots for us, you know, that, that our Democratic Party's been taken over by Klaus Schwab? Why does he never deal with that? That's a good question. That's why I was saying I'd like to see I'd like to see a uh, Joe Rogan style podcast with Don. I'd like to see Don Trump on Joe Rogan. Actually, that would be extremely interesting. But I'd like to see Tucker Carlson and Trump not sit for a one hour interview. Like, why limit yourself like that? If you're on Fox News, sure, maybe you have to limit it to an hour. But when you're on Twitter, why not do two, three hour back and forth? Why not take a break and come back and talk more? I mean, there's no reason why we should stick to these these limitations of like one hour and you can tell, I mean, they're kind of in the middle of the, it ends like a normal television interview where it's like, it's, it's going fine. And then it just like all of a sudden Tucker's like, and that's all the time we have. Thank you for being with us, Trump. Like why, why not let that go longer? Why not question him on all these things? It was different than a normal television interview, obviously. And the things that were talked about are not things talked about on network TV as Fox is obviously controlled opposition at this point, but I'd like to see it go even farther. But didn't you love Vivek's just honesty? I mean, he, he's controlled by principle. He's not controlled by... Um, uh, Outside forces like... like pra- pra- be, be, being a pragmatist. He's not a pragmatist. He goes on principle. He had no problem raising his hand. All the other people were, like, looking around at the other ones to see if they raised their... I mean, it was... He totally destroyed them. And he speaks more clearly than Trump. I, I think does. that he won't... He won't be eating around the edges when it comes to the New World Order. I think he's the man that's going to educate the public. You watch. Well, he already is, he's, and he's doing a great job. And I, I agree with uh, our previous caller who said that they think that Vivek is basically running this whole time to be vice president. I don't think he has any illusion that he is going to beat yes. Donald Trump. Yes. I think he wants to be Donald Trump's right-hand man, which maybe he should be. Maybe that's the position he belongs in. No, I totally agree, Mike. I'm sorry. I do want to go to at least one more call here, but I, I appreciate your input. Let's go to Patriot in Texas. You have a take on the – you call it the debate double-cross. What do you mean by that? Go ahead. How you doing, Harrison? Good, thank well, you. Well, the debate double-cross is – if you re- read any occult book, it's not the, the obvious deception. It's the deception behind the deception. Speak to Jay Dyer about that. He's an expert on that in all his books, and that's who's above us. And Trump's a prime example of that. We're looking at the surface level. And we're not going behind the obvious deception, which half the people are brainwashed as liberals and half the people are brainwashed as, as Trumpers. Um, I'd also say this. Um, why don't we have a candidate that is pro-God? I mean, when we have these questions about Ukraine-Russia war, all you got to say to win the debate is a country should not raise a sword to another country. We are not people of war. All wars are fabricated. And you just got to go about that. We're arguing about the wrong principles here. Everything that we debate should be a biblical stance. And Trump is not that. None of the Republicans are that. 
Well, I, 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 sort of, I, I sort of disagree with you because if, if you're watching – hold, hold on, Pedro. I, I sort of disagree with you on that because if you were watching the Trump debate – and we'll, we'll grab this video and play it in the beginning of the next hour as we welcome uh, Christina Bob. But when he talks about the Ukraine war, he basically says exactly what you said. I mean he doesn't say you – know, he doesn't attribute it to God, but it's just like the natural human instinct where he just empathizes with the innocent – Russians and Ukrainians who didn't do anything to get their countries into war, and he's just like, imagine just being one of these innocent people and having your your town or your city bombed all of a sudden. He's like, nobody should go through that. They don't deserve this. So he might not be coming from a, a biblical perspective, as in he's not referencing the Bible to come to this conclusion, but it's just innate to him. He's just like, this is just wrong, and I and I don't like this, and there should be peace, not war. So I, I think, you know, what you're asking for, Trump is is already delivering on, uh, and he did last night with the Tucker Carlson interview. We'll show that clip on the other side. But I mean, does he have to come from the Bible, or just the fact that he he still feels that way just innately? I mean, isn't that a good thing? No, I don't believe anybody in the Bible won a political race and is in the Bible. I think Moses. I think all the leaders in the Bible were all based upon biblical principles, and that's where we're losing the ideology war. Because we're debating ideologies, one, left versus right, when that's not the argument to be argued. You can't win that argument. You can only win an argument with morality, which is from the faith. Well, I, I think I think Trump has the right morality, even if he's not faithful. He's the only one that seems to care at all about the humanity that's being destroyed for these geopolitical goals. Thanks for the call, everybody. We'll be right back. For everything the globalists hit us with, God through Mother Nature has given us the answer. I don't have to sell you on CBD oil, full spectrum of CBD oil, the incredible things it does for your nerves, your brain, uh, your entire physiological system, for your nervous system particularly. Everybody knows it's incredible, it works. We have the strongest, best CBD oil you're going to find anywhere at the lowest price. Yes, you can find this same CBD oil for 30% more because that's who we're getting it from made right here in Central Texas. Our private label name is Rebel Zen. Rebel Zen is a private label of one of the top three or four CBD makers in the country that's based right here in Texas, and we're giving it to you at 30% off. And here's what's even crazier. 30% off of what they're selling it for. They're selling theirs for 30% off what their competitors are. So this is the highest rated, already the lowest price, now even a lower price. Rebel Zen, get yours at InfoWarsStore.com now. 